This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take out merchants. Take out all you can. And a huge warm welcome to the Barstool's Inquiry Weekend Podcast. Joining me this evening are two crack judges. Not crap judges, crack judges we've got on the show tonight. There's no Andy Richmond, sadly. He's um, he's very busy at the moment uh, uh, with, with, with things. So there's just me, John Lang. Good evening, John. Good evening, mate. And also uh, last season's uh, Naps Table winner and very keen to do the double um, as he's uh, certainly got, we've got some private bets going on. Quentin Franks. Good evening, Quentin Franks. Evening, Lee. Isn't Andy trying to protect his lead at the top by not taking him? That's what I've heard. I I think this is tactics. I absolutely do. I I think he's seen himself at the top and he's thinking with an 101% ROI, no one's going to kick me off the throne. Uh, the thing is, though, I, I think I think I think to qualify for the Naps King, you've got to tip on at least ten shows over a season. So, so, so I think I think that's the qualifying criteria to be Naps King. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll cover that further down the line. Um, we've got a very busy show. We've got it's not the best racing this weekend in terms of quality, but certainly there's plenty to go at on the TV. That I think they've put nine races. On the telly box for, for Billy Bunters, but before we get on to those previews, we shall give our best bets. So, who wants to start us off? John Link, I want you to start me off with your third best bet, please. Very well. Uh, this is in the 425 at Beverly, and this is Happy Tim's Bowling Margaret. They ran an absolute stinker last time at York when uh, Alf Roggy didn't want to ride it. <laughs> Um, and he looked like he didn't want to ride as well during the race but uh, not to worry this one should have an unfettered lady and she she goes quite well around this this type of track I think a, a, a sharp track of this ilk should be ideal for her I think she's overpriced and I think at the very, very least, you'll get a trade out at half the current price if you want to do that. And, and she'll go for my one-point win. Yeah, lo- lovely mare, um, Bolly Margaret. Um, you know, she, she's, she, she does win plenty of races, six from 22. Tim seems to do well with anything called Bolling, doesn't he? Well, it's his... Uh... He's big claim to fairy ledger, yeah. isn't he? I'm uh, going to say, I'm going to say, he's, he's won a ledger with a bowling. He's bowling June, obviously she 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 won the other day. Bowling Margaret, yeah, it just seems to they just seem to be win machines the bowlings. Um, but John's there with his one point win um, at twenty five to one. John, is that nice, accept- nicely? Yeah, that's with the uh, Paddy Power, Betfair, Bet Victor, Coral, Betfred. Uh, Labbrooks, all the Entain firms. You can't get on with Entain. But anyway, so 25 to 1 for John. Great start, John, with a nice big price. Uh, before I bring Quentin in, um, I'll give mine. Um, the 255 race at Haydock, Phillies um, listed race. Is it Group 3? I can't remember. But anyway, Noonstar is my third best bet. And it surprised me that I've tipped Noonstar, to be honest, because 
you know, she's been fairly disappointing on the face of it. You know, obviously touted as a possible Oaks filly last year, ended up, you know, second tuned Snowfall in the Musidora, then then obviously went for the Ribblesdale and was given a terrible ride by the Doyler in the Ribblesdale. He, he rushed her up early, sent a keen, and she made that big middle move. She wasn't beaten far, you know, to, to say how rough a trip she had that day. And uh, then she's come back out this year and, again, underwhelmed a lot of form judges. She was uh, scrambling at Nottingham when beating Technique. And, you know, that that on the face of it was disappointing. And then last time at York again, uh, failing to fire and pick up, really. But what what I liked about, about the fact that she's sort of dropped a little bit in class here, I think. And secondly, the, both these races that have been run so far this season that she's ran in, been very slowly run. And I don't think either race has suited her. I thought she settled better for Ryan last time. And I think that's a good sign because it was a slow pace. And if she's settling off a slower pace, I'd like to see her off just more of an even pace and up in trip here at Haydock. And with that headwind tomorrow at Haydock, I mean... It's 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 going to be good for her in the straight if she's got a bit of cover and she can be delivered late because obviously I think the front end will start collapsing like an England batting lineup in the eighties. In fact, an England batting lineup now. Um, yeah, but 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 he's, he, yeah, certainly I think she still has a bit of untapped potential. Adam Norman says he wasn't impressed with a a, a coat um, when she ran in the Middleton recently at York. So, you know, maybe she just hasn't come to herself. Maybe Stout's just left her a little bit short early on. Maybe he's training her for the summer races. You know, who knows? But I still think at this level, if Noonstar settles and doesn't win this tomorrow, then yes, I will join the she's very a very disappointing Philly club. Um, but yeah, so I, I think Noonstar, I, I think five to one is available. Um, and I just thought that was that was too big for a filly um, of her quality to say that she's always been highly touted and, and fancied as a, as a more of a group, a strong group class filly. So, yeah, noon star for me, one point win. Quentin, coming to you. Uh, I'm going to go What's my one point bet in the two-year-old trophy at uh, Beverly. And the horse that I'm going to have is Chateau. Um, yeah. Whistling Flute's the right favourite, but with some good times on the clock, but looks very much here and now, an early season type. I was very impressed with Chateau on debut. Slowly away, green, hampered out stalls by the Clive Cox horse, I think it was. Got trapped in a pocket on a couple of occasions, switched out, found more trouble in running, uh, had a horse running in front of it, and, and still finished well. One, one love tap, and there was a lot more to give there. You had the, I think it was the Alice Haynes horse came out and won at Musselboro last weekend in a very quick time. Form has a very solid look to it. Um, I made him sub three to one more, 11 to four, five to two. I think there's nine to two in a place and, and fours generally. And in a, in a race that doesn't look overly deep, Rogue Spirit comes from a weak race here. JM Jungle. Yeah, form's worked out, but I didn't particularly like it. The Riddler, Time Modest, will likely improve with being away from Ripon. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought Chateau was the value in the race. Uh, one point win, nine to two. Certainly, uh, nine to two with William Hills. Um, uh, I, I, we'll come on to this race when we do the TV races, but pretty much agree <clears> with Quentin's uh, synopsis there. You'll find that out later on in the show. Thank you, Quentin, for your third best. John, coming back to you then for the two-pointer. Uh, the two-pointer is in the 5.24 at Catrick. 
and I'm going with Special Mason. Uh, I think this horse is very consistent for this grade, and the comeback run was fine here. Um, just really got a bit tired close home for the lack of a race. Got bags of early. I don't think the the dropping trip's going to be an issue at all. Um, strong traveller like you need round here. And it's still very feasibly handicapped. And I don't think there's a lot of depth to this race, to be honest. So quite happy to rock along with this one. Two points win. Yep. Yeah, uh, good effort last time behind Cardinals in. Ridden by Elvis, though, John. No concerns with Elvis constantly in the saddle. None whatsoever. No. no, no, except when he's messaging me two minutes after the race saying, what the fuck was he doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so two points win for John Special Mason, 7 of 2524 Catterick. Great stuff, John. Um, okay, uh, my two-point bet goes in the 205 at Beverly, the Hil- Hillary Needler. I am very keen on one here. Distinguished lady, uh, the Richard Hanrunner. Uh, I wish probably for a better jockey than Haley in the saddle, but with all these meetings, that's what we end up with. Seven to two um, is, a, is is available for this for the two points, and I want to I want to say that on, on if you look at sort of like the, the form of it, she's got beat, she's got tanked by nine lengths on a debut. That looks terrible. You know how can you tip a horse that's you know that's been beaten so far, having you know been prominent and in the van at Newmarket. I, I do think they went a good pace in that. And and I and I thought basically that the six furlongs on that day stretched her a little bit. And um it's the strength really of that maiden that interests me. The the fact that the winner looked a, a juiced up machine of, of Saeed Bin Saros, that's that's definitely, you know, a group class without a doubt. And the 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 runners in the race that were highly touted the, the fourth horse, Inverlocky of Simon Christopher's, I must have got told that off three different sources on the day, saying that was very smart. Um, so when when you know new market sources are telling you to back one, um, it's obviously going to be a good race. I mean, I think the one that's finished third, was it second or fourth, the, the one of the high clear ones come out of Wolverhampton, lost, lost tons of length at the start and still won. Um, it's probably going to be a very strong race. And I kind of... I kind of liken the Hillary Needler to like early early season two year old types to one here that costs sort of four hundred thousand at the breeze ups, indistinguished lady, and when they both you know it's like on times things will look pretty good for some of the others and, and everything else, but I genuinely think that this filly obviously has a lot of quality. If you watch a breeze up online, it's quite it, I liked it. I, I liked the breeze up she did. Um, in the tax sale um, and the drop back to five no problem still one and you know I, I think everything is in her favour um, if as long as she pings the lids I think she's she's gonna she's gonna probably take some beating I think um, I did like absolutely flawless that's the market leader but I did say after debut that she was ready for six furlongs and and I think I think she might be in trouble on this course. I know you'll say that. Well, she won at Chester last time over five, but they went bananas, absolutely bananas, and and that just played into her hands. And even if they go bananas here at Beverly, you need the gaps, you need everything to go right at Beverly. It's it's it's, it's a horrible five furlong run that. So I just I don't I want something on the front end. So two points for me, distinguished lady at seven to two. Okay, Quentin, your second best. Uh, my second best comes in the 4.55 at Chester. A three-year-old 0 to 85 handicap. Tomahawk stake handicap. 
Um, so hopefully everyone can show their stakes afterwards with a, with a few quid here. Um, a few in the race. <laughs> a few in the race I don't like. Broadstair, I've got concerns about around around here on this sort of ground. They pulled him out at Sandown. He's a galloping type, and it's there looks to be no pace on. Um, the, the horse I want on side is Rudimental. Um, he's not got the long term scope to keep progressing, but I think there's another win in him here. They, they tried to make all on the round course at Doncaster over a mile. One knows it's not really the thing to do. Um, front front running round Chester is the thing to do. So um, looks a looks a good spot for him here. He, he tried to make all, kept on at the one pace and shaped as if the, the step up to ten furlongs that he gets tomorrow will suit. Dam's a mile and a half winner. He's by footsteps in the sand. I've got no qualms about the trip, um, given it will likely be run at a, a steady enough tempo. Um, Brazilian beach in the race needs soft ground. Katib, the Christopher horse, has looked tricky. A bit more straightforward last time out, but he's gone gone up four for coming second to, uh, I think it was Mark Johnson's gangway. Um, yeah, he looks to be taking a chunk out of the market along with a favourite. Um, I hope they keep the favourite in. Um, as I said, they pulled him out in that sand down the other week. Um, but rudimental, nine to two, with a chance of a solo up top. That, that appeals um, with, with Stevie Donahoe up. Good stuff, Quentin. So, so two point uh, win, rudimental, nine to two. There for Quentin. Good luck with that, sir. A good case made. Okay, we'll come on to our maximums. John, what what's the max? What's what's the what's the treble keep pressing? What's the keep pressing bet? This the keep pressing bet is in the eight forty five at Salisbury, and this is Buxted Rail. This, funnily enough, is a horse that I've kept a very close eye on throughout its career. Um. I had it marked up as a handicap plot after its first ever run, actually, um, at Sandown, as a two-year-old. And sure enough, it got two very, very quiet rides, one from the Scally and one from David Egan, um, Ascot and Windsor. And then lo and behold, after going off 33s, 50s and 80s, the horse goes off at 3-1 to one at Kempton in his handicap debut off 67 with Will Bjewick up and goes and gets bait a length and a half, which was <laughs> probably a bit disappointing for all concerned, including me. <laughs> um, then went to Foss Lass and Elvis was up and I don't think he was terribly busy. He went off 12 to 1 that day uh, and he was gelded during the winter, uh, came back, had an absolute sighter and a half under Elisha Whittington, first time over the race of 50 to 1. <laughs> um, then went to the switchback of Brighton with Ali Rawlinson up and a hood deployed, which I think was a bit of an experiment and it seemed to get nicely settled, but they weren't terribly busy again. Then they took him out on soft ground at Haydock. And he turned up at Windsor at a night meeting on the 16th of May and he ran into a proper plot. And I was absolutely devastated because I was on it about 14 to 1 on average. And I, ran, I bet we're John at 5 to 2. Yeah, we, we ran into the <laughs> and had the, the requisite three runs and got back to the exclusion of everything else. Yes. Not Ding dong. Yeah, we've got about three quarters of a length. Uh, 
there was a length back to the other end. I'm not saying he could have won it. It was just one of them frustrating sort of performances. They've got Harry Davis up tomorrow taking seven off. So he's running off a net 60. We know for a fact they think they can, this horse can win races off 67. Um, I know for a fact it can win races off 67. Um, I, I just think he's a good, solid poke tomorrow. It's good to firm ground. He doesn't want any kind of soft in the description. I just think he's got plenty going for him tomorrow night. No, great case. Um, like I said, the, the racing question, I actually I actually knew that the, the Bellos was uh, sort of well touted off that mark. And, um, you know, it was it was fill your boots in the morning kind of thing, but there was no prices later on. But you you, you had hard luck, really, because you ran well, um, you know, for strides. <laughs> well, well, no, for, for strides, I'm thinking that this this could beat this, if you know what I mean. It, it, looked, it, looked, it looked like Buxton were, gonna, were possibly going to beat it. Um, but in the end, Bell's probably want to share cosy. But yeah, you never have any luck, John. Um, three three, <laughs> three points with Buxton Real, nine to four with Denise Kurtz. Bend over, Denise. Get him uh, off. Yeah, get him off. Um, right, uh, we move on to my three pointer, and it goes in the 240 at Beverly. Uh, might as well stick to a track that I know and love uh, and how it rides and works, except it got abandoned the other day for slipping up on the bend. Uh, that bends. Have you ever walked round Beverly, John? Yes. It's it that when you when you walk into that bend at bottom, I've ne- God knows how they get fourteen horses round there. Well, they do it in single file, don't they? That's They've got to, yeah, you've got to do. It <laughs> literally is honestly. I mean, you could probably, probably you, could, you could it can't be more than about I don't know. I'd say 30, 30, 40, 30, 40 foot wide, something like that. That 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 it's just it's a terrible bend. Um, amazing. If you if you try to make your round up going up round that off a downhill run, I think you want your head examined. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so two forty at Bev, and um, I'm very very keen on one here. I think this is uh, it's a Rick, uh, a rising star um, of Marco Botti's. Uh, Stefano Churchy in the saddle. It's eleven to one available with William Hill and Bet Victor, and the reason for this is this is a filly really that. Um, she's always very hard on herself in a race. She's always keen. Um, but Neil Callan, who obviously has come back racing, he never never sat on her, um, you know, ends up just trying to restrain her out the back. And she's just not having any of it last time at Ascot. So you're getting the price because of the bad run last time. But that's not how to ride her. All the wins, they've just let her go, really. They've said, away you go, pop out, either sit handy or or try and make the running. And and it kind of works um, because she does she she does rock and roll quite well. Um, now, if you look at her form last season, the, there are probably I would say two or three form lines last season that are superior uh, to this competition. Um, you know, clearly, uh, this is a dropping class really running against some of these, and she's got a perfect drawing stall for. It's absolutely brilliant that because then it, if you miss it slightly. It's not like you're install one and something crosses over you and you and you end up, you know, having to rein back. Four's, four's fantastic at Beverly. So if you ping the lids, you can sit on the shoulder, whoever, whoever wants to make it. And I think that's how I'd ride her if I was riding her tomorrow. And as I say, she's she's a good filly. She's got good recent form. She was third to Highfield Princess, obviously won the Duke of York. Um, 
There's there's nothing negative to say about her other than the last run where people say, yeah, how can you tip that one finishing last? It was the wrong ride to give her. And also the Botti team were under a massive cloud until sort of last sort of two and a half weeks, really, where they went something like 57 winners, sorry, 57 runners without a winner. And they've had four winners in the last fortnight. The, the back sort of the feeds better, obviously. And the only negative I can find to not better is the fact that she's normally running in Phillies only races and she takes on the boys. Um, but statistically, that's not a problem in handicaps. I've looked through through dawn, dawn of time. If that's a disadvantage, not really. I can't see anything not to better. And 11 to 1, I think, is absolutely enormous. I'd have a probably half that price, round about 5 to 1, 11 to 2. So that's where my three points on the nose is going uh, on Saturday. Right, last but not least, Quentin Franks, drum roll. I'm going to do all weather. Uh, I'm down near the relegation zone, so I want to try and, try and, try, try and get a win on the board. Um, I'm going to I've got into up to you only because of these these idiots at the top that won't bother tipping. Look at look at the top <laughs> two. Adam Norman who turns up for two shows, then buggers off and does his paddock all, all summer, and then and then Andy Richmond sits there. You know, it's just terribly fact. No, not having it, mate. We're, we're, we're the th- we're the three amigos. Anyway, fine. <laughs> well, all right, I'll stick to the weather anyway. With that in mind, um, I'm keen on one in the sixteen forty five at Chelmsford. Um, Natural Path is the horse in question. Um, the angle win for me is, I, I like the Sire Tornado on the all-weather. Um, really good record on the all-weather. Um, horses bred by him that were having their first all-weather start that ran on turf. Nine wins from 47. Um, 1.29 actual over-expected, 17% return investment. Um, he caught the eye for, for the Michael Bell Yard. Um, first start of the season at Newmarket. Slowly away, made ground more towards the centre of track that was unfavoured that day. Slight trouble in running, uh, kept on well enough. It was in a 0 to 105, and he gets a big downgrade here. Um, the dam herself had one start on your weather panda spirit, bolted up by four lengths on her second start. I'm convinced the way he goes for a race, he's going to be better on this surface. Um, a few in the race, blue flame drawn wide. Tomoff didn't look to want it last time out. Perta de Vega, I'm pretty sure it wants six, not seven. Dutch decoys, Dutch decoy. Mabasha for the bodyguard, like as you said, they're in better nick now. Um, but I feel his best form's over a mile rather than seven. Um, good, decent drawing two, three uh, even. Um, should sit handy. Um, when he won at Yarmouth last year, it was more a handy sit. And uh, yeah, it's not much pace on. Hopefully, a point shoot job and nine to two looks uh, on the large side. Love, love those angles on on the all weather with Toronado etc. Good, good proper insight here on the bastards. None, none of this cheap rubbish. Yeah, love that Quentin. So you want some nine to two and you want you want three points obviously on the nose for your nap. Yes, so, so that concludes our best bets business. We hope you found that enlightening and hopefully you'll find uh, you know one or two of our selections to club in with your own. And hopefully it'll make make a good weekend. Okay, chaps, without further ado, uh, we shall move on to the television affairs. It's obviously not group group one action or group two action even, but but we've got some fair... Con- uh, Haydock's not a bad card, really, very competitive. So uh, we shall start there and we'll go to the 145 race, which is the uh, Achilles uh, list, listed affair, Dragon Symbol. Heads the market at nine to four. Disappointed quite badly, I felt at York, but some horses often do there. Any thoughts on this, chaps? 
as you said, Dragon Symbol, he, he disappointed at York, but horses can do that. Um, he was fat as butter in the paddock by all accounts. And you kind of look at this race and the downgrades, the downgrades massive from what he's been running in. I think five furlongs is going to suit the way he's gone through half the race. Well, um, and just cut out. And he said, you, you said in the Sunday sermon, I think these horses can finish tailed off at York and just bounce back. Um, yeah, You've got Clarendon House and Atalis Bay, Robert Cowshard, Harley firing all, all cylinders at the moment, are they? Um, nine to four looks big. Surely he goes off sub six to four this. Yeah, I mean it's, it's one of them. It's, it's an interesting race this because you've got you've 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 two players really. You either think, well, Dragon Symbol's last two runs haven't been anything like. It's gone to Roger Varian, who's not a known trainer of sprinters. It's a quite kind of a strange stable swap, I think, from Archie. I think Archie's been a bit unlucky um, to probably lose the horse. And, and Roger Varian, you know, not not a great... I'm, I can't remember any massive sprinters that Varian's ever trained. And, and there's just part of me that thinks he's not in love with the game anymore. He's always been quirky, because if you remember when he got DQ'd uh, to Ascot in the, in the, uh, the, the Commonwealth Cup last year, you know, he hung right across the track. And I, I just wonder if he's just, I don't know, is he just started to, to sort of mess around a bit? I don't, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But it, it's such a quandary for me that I have to, I have to like, say, you know, it's, it's that ball that just moves that side off stump and you just you just have to say no. Um, it's one of those, like you say, Quentin, Dragon Symbol's different, absolute different gravy to these and would win pulling a cart if he was if he was if he was definitely right but i've got, i do have my doubts i confess john thoughts there's not that i can add to that really because i mean we were both there when dragon symbol ran the other day and there was nothing that made you want to back in next time but it's the arc factor isn't it you know um what do you do uh, difficult isn't it if he pisses up, you know, you'd be thinking, how the hell did I let that go off at 9 to 4? Yep. And you yeah. let it go off 9 to 4 then. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Quincy said, yeah. I, no, I'm like you, though. I, you sat at the blackjack table, right? You, you've, you know, you've, 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 you've got you've got a thousand you've got a thousand quid on the hand you know the the dealers the dealers got a picture or say an eight no let's say a seven or an eight and you're on you're on 15 or 16 and you're thinking i know what the rules are but like my grand's gonna go up in smoke it's, it's gonna go up in smoke and, and it, <laughs> it, it just it just feels like that kind of play it's like you, that's the thing. You, you, you like playing pontoon. You're on fifteen or sixteen. Stick a twist. Yeah, this is it. You just know if you think he's still good at pricing, you you don't get stuck in. You know he's going to run like a cunt, don't you? Yeah, it is. It is with my luck, Just, I mean, obviously, just covering some of the other, covering some of those. Clarence House was very lucky in France. Missed the break. Got a moderate ride. I felt got got rushed up quite early and and then. Faded late, you can strike that. It's closely matched with Rarcel on Goodwood form. Tab Deed, I thought was interesting, dropping to five. Uh, obviously, not nowhere near in the class of Dragon Symbol, but I just thought he's never tried it. He's always keen at six, so why not? I, I um, thought was possibly interesting that the weights was at a girl, Carl Burks, um, purely on the basis that she ran a couple of R8 sort of races last year 
uh, farm linked in with Katura, um, especially the one that Johnny West tried to lead. I thought she stuck on pretty well that day. The Carl Burke, yeah, continues in incredible form. He does. 20 to 1 might look a bit big if the favourites are complete blowout, you know, but I don't know. It's tough. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. 220 Haydock, the uh, Better Fred Double Delight handicap. It's 100, 100 well, new favourite actually since I last looked. Marajan has been backed into 100 to 30 of the shirt. Any thoughts on this, chaps? Yeah, just back the shirt. <laughs> Money, good money for the shirt. Um, I thought he's a he's pro. I I backed him. I mean, I backed him a few times last season, but I did back him in the the last run at York. Maybe maybe the soft ground did for him. I, I don't know. He's by kittens yeah. joy, sing spill mare. Maybe that was it, and I shouldn't have backed him. But but yeah, uh, Quentin, any thoughts? Uh, it was it looks between the top three in the market. To be honest, the rest. Very much of a muchness. There's some dead wood in there. Um, Marajam, I didn't think he loved the soft ground. He had flopped on good to soffer. I think his new market previously. I'm not sure he fully got the trip either. I think he got the trip, but he wasn't in love with the extra distance at York. Um, did very well to win at Hamilton previously when boxed in a pocket. Yeah. Am I bouncing at three to one? Not particularly. Forza Orta ran into the the other Haggis one you put up. Uh, was yes. Garzi at, at, at York? Ran into a group horse in a handicap. Uh, seven or two. I think that's fair, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know he's race fit. Strong form from last time out. Draws are nagging out, but David Egan's on top. Um, seven or two would be fine for that. Fine, yeah. Yeah, I, I felt, you know, the... the the, 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 like I know, obviously the shirt's very popular at the moment for for, for good reasons. But but I, I did like the other two, to be honest, Forza Orta and Contact. I've always liked Contact as a physical specimen, and and I was I was very taken by him at Newmarket, and they closely matched on thirst form. Our Forza Orta and Contact uh, from from earlier in the season, where Contact just come out on top, but. Since then, Forza Auto for me is just improving at a rate of knots because I thought he did ever so well to nail uh, an easy leader um, in tribal art at Hamilton. I thought that was probably underplayed in terms of performance. But then I didn't expect him. I know the market did, but I didn't expect him to run as well as he did in that York handicap. And, I, and I'll state so far, that's probably some of the best form on art. Well, it is the best form handicap staying handicap form this side of royal ascot you're gonna see uh the winner is for me gonna end up in the ebor um the third horse i know was strongly fancy because john told me on the day that they really fancy stouts to run a very big race um yeah and it, it, all the right types were in behind and the way that forza Orta and garcia pulled clear Suggests to me that's that's ridiculously strong form. He kind of books the trend as well with Kevin Ryan houses because he seems to be just a steady upward graft, doesn't it? And yeah, a lot of Kevin's houses just run appallingly after promising runs. Don't <laughs> well, it's interesting as well that 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 Forza Orta ran against Marajan um, at Leicester last year, last summer, yeah. um, off levels. And I and Marajan beat it by a length and a quarter, um, but today Marajan's got to give it a, uh, a ten pounds. 
Mm. So, and, and the other thing I think, I think Forza Auto's improved mentally because last season he kept dogging it and hanging in mm-hmm. as, as, as if he were like just messing about and playing about. Now he's getting his head down and trying. So I think it's a stiff task for the shirt horse to give that a stone. Mm. It's a lot of weight. 10 pounds, yeah. 10 pounds, sorry. But yeah, he's, he's, so, 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 and I think you didn't forget the rest. I think people, I know like people be tuning in wanting to give some big prices. But I'll be astonished if some of these old boats that are like outside of these three end up winning because it's you've like got fr- you've got three that are on a steep upward curve. Yeah, basically, it's not yeah. like you've got one where you go, all right, fine, this and that. You, you've got three solid horses that are progressing well and with, with yeah. strong form to boot in the in the book. Yeah, can't have the rest. That, that's that's the consensus. So to concentrate on the top three and back the one you think are uh, the top three uh, that we've mentioned. Two fifty five is the uh, Betfred Pinnacle Stakes uh, for Phillies and Mares Group Three affair. I've tipped in this and obviously gave my reasons. So no more boring from me. Um, you two, what do you think on this? Well, <laughs> is it gin and pay? Is it gin and pay, John? I think the dog might be in. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've got Noon Star top rated. Yeah. But I don't know if I trust Noon Star. Um, okay. That's, that's my problem with it. Um, the report about a court at York, you, you might find it interesting that horses um, out of midday all tend to look a bit starry in the courts. Oh, right, okay. Um, midterm, Mari, midi, yeah. look a little bit wishy-washy all the time in the court. Yeah. I, think, I think it's more a family trait than anything else. I'd be surprised if you ever saw this thing really gleaming, you know? Um, no, good info. But, I mean, for me, she should win, but I don't know if I trust her to win. Yeah, fair comment. Uh, I mean, I, certainly, if she if she pull if she goes back to the days of, pull, of pulling really hard, then then obviously it's no chance. But but you, I, you see Ryan rode the last time as well. You know, I mean, I'm, as you know, I don't hold with this swapping the jockeys round. And mm. I mean, Kingsford rode it. No, no, Ryan rode it. Nothing. Yeah, Ryan rode it twice. Um, it, it, it's not good this for me, when, especially when you've got one that's a bit jumping into the bridle. Yeah. So, was was keen for King's Court last year was Noon Star. I, I, I think I can leave it, you know. But I, I wouldn't like to say what else I'd back in the race. Probably nothing. I think that's it. I think that's why I, I sided with it. I thought I'll give her one more chance, show your potential. This yeah. is the race to do it. If you can't if you can't do it in this, then there's no point. Quentin? Kind of kinda of like John, to be honest. I'm I'm not going to have a bet in the race. There's a few I don't like, but then Nell quickly probably needs easier ground. I think Haydock will ride quite quick tomorrow. Um, Delectable you, I don't particularly like as a a horse. That form looks suspect at Windsor when she got the run of things on the rail. Noomstar, I was surprised you tipped her, to be honest, but the the reasons you put up are, are yeah, very I'm, valid. No, the I'm, reasons I'm you put surprised. up are very valid. Like, it, I, got, I got up this morning, Quentin, and I'm thinking, you know, like I, I literally wrote um, in my notes and I, and I said, uh, uh, I'm done with her kind of thing, you know, but I've just come back to her for some reason. It's just it's some kind of uh, gin-inspired tip. 
Yeah, well, if 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 she if she was free to one, you'll be like, okay, fine. Now she's she's taking a chunk out on a market. Yeah, maybe she shapes the race in that way. I'm, I'm not gonna have a bet, so I'm gonna stop waffling. Um, absolutely nothing to recommend in the race. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so we go on to the finale at Haydock on the on the telly box, and uh, it's the John Agorn uh, Group Three affair. Um, I, I, Ross is three to one market leader. I've got some doubts about his participation. I. I know the ground was given as sort of good, good to soft in places this morning at Haydock, but a drying day, possibly, you know, another drying day tomorrow. You know, Beckett's even said himself that he's an idiot for ever running it on 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 quick quick ground. So does that does that run tomorrow? Eve? No, I don't. I don't think so. I didn't, time said good ground yesterday. He said two drying days. I, I think it'll right good firm tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Whether they call it good to firm is one thing or another. Um, I don't. I don't think they run first start of the season. You don't need to risk it. Um, which kind of, if if you knew they were running, then you it's can kind of, yes, you can confidently go. Okay, fine. That's taking out what twenty twenty five percent of the book. You, you can have a play around and, and look at it. If, but if that's your angle into the race there and it's taken out, then you're sitting there on no value. So um, I thought it was hard, but. For me, the interesting one was Lanakash. Um, I didn't really like Happy Power. Won at Egg and Spoon Race at Leicester with the the hard-pulling cock sauce. Sunray Major, seven will suit. But Lanakash gelded first start of the year. It, it ran a big one last year. I think it was Hungerford first up at Newbury, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, was it Hungerford? Yeah, in August, yeah. Um, ran a big ran a big race there. Um, I think gelding will help. And there's a bit more in the locker. Fair, fair efforts on the clock. Happy to go forward, and there doesn't look to be a load of pace in the race, but I'll wait to see what what Rafe Ralph does in the morning, and and kind of go from there. No, like you say, it's all all three starts last season um, in Group Two company, and you know that was it was fairly stiff Group Two company as well because mm-hmm. you, you know you'd got Doncaster in the Park Stakes, Dubai was second, all solid stuff like in rating in ratings terms. There was no there were no freebies there. Um, I know Pogo beat it um, in the Joel Stakes Lanquash, um, but I, I genuinely believe tomorrow Pogo is going to be quite disadvantaged because he's going to bomb off and he's going to run into the wind in the straight, and that's it. That's him done. Finished. Finished. Charles Hill's finished. John, ah, he'll bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! There we go. Oh, no. oh that's the, that's like that's like the Ginger Hitler's jokes. That. <laughs> Yeah, that was just like Christopher Stockel, uh, you know, has just joined the show, the ginger it, like, I can't see it. Right, God. Uh, I tend to think that Kin Ross probably won't run, and I think anybody that can avail themselves of the 13 to tell Lanakash each way tonight is on a fairly nice bet. Three places. Yeah, but it's not, though, is it? Because if Kin Ross doesn't run, there will be seven. Sports book club, honour it, won't they? Do they? I don't know. I, I, the last, I, I get on on uh, I, I get on in like Spain and Russia and places like that, and <laughs> and literally when when there's a thirty pence. Well, well, Diego and Vladimir, you're going to shove it right up your asshole. When when, when, when there's a thirty pence, when there's a thirty pence rule for, I usually get done for forty five pence. And yeah. when there's and, and and honestly, it's, 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 seriously, then you get paid out in percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have men, I have men come round to the door and drop cash off. How was that? 
you know, random men knock on my door and drop cash off. That that's how that's how we roll random these. Random men knock on my door and demand cash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what for. So. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway. You're just like pinch, but I don't know what that's going to do with anything. No. Uh, but anyway, forget your each way angle. But I mean, because I, I don't know if you will honour it. I, I, I have no idea these days what bookmakers do honour. Uh, I, I keep getting emails about bookmakers withholding funds from people that's back to winner. So I don't. I'm, 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 I'm sure with people like Jeff Banks don't know the place terms. <laughs> Well, anyway, Lang Cash is the consensus then in the yeah. 330 at Haddock because obvious, obvious doubts about Kinross with the quickening of the ground there at Haydock. So we shall move now to the last four television races. We go to Beverly. Uh, we go to the uh, East Riding track and uh, the Hillary Needler where I've already... Um, uh, sort of stated my case so again i'll stay quiet and leave this to quentin and john i think it's interesting that the cool silk partnership are having another pop at this are they yeah that's um, what that was your angle last year wasn't it lee yeah, or, or john oh, it was one of your two fucking but, hell we've got miss <laughs> yeah, my tie um who didn't run as bad as the finger suggests last time um I thought it was a little bit of improvement to come now. 50 to 1 maybe doesn't quite reflect the chance. You, probably, you should probably have this at 33s and not 50s. But I, I don't think it's significant that they keep targeting horses at this make. Yeah, the, I mean, obviously, they, 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 I think, I think though, I think we should ignore any horse entered in these races uh, that they target that are sired by Prince of Lear because obviously it's... Um, you know that's the side they want to push in it, really, because it's the, it was there, it was there. So, I, so I think, yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Um, I did say it last year. I went in and I, I, I did it in. So, yeah. You know. Um, I also think significant that David O'Mara is starting one up in this race. Which one, David O'Mara? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your spirit. Um. So I, I think in some ways it's a funny, iffy sort of race, this. And no, tickets, that, John, tickets. No. Imperial racing, tickets. Let's get Beverly's not bad scram, you know. Yeah, it's not bad scram at all, man. And, uh, you know, that's but, why but... I won't be going to Beverly. Um, <laughs> you know, I can open the fridge and get the paint out. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, he's done the appeal to me as a betting race, to be honest. I, I, I get your point about the, the Hannon horse, but I couldn't be back in Haley Turner out the one box because if she misses the kick, it's panic stations, isn't it? Do you know what? Bollocks to you too. I'm, I'm going to start siding with <laughs> golf club now. You, you, you've, pissed, you've pissed on my chips with both, both of my bets. I've tipped <laughs> three fillies. I've got to have stress of tipping up three fillies on a day. I always like them. <laughs> You know, and you've you you've just you've dissed me off. Quite Quentin. Put uh, me in the mire. Put me in the, the bed. I, I didn't like absolutely flawless in the race. Um strong pace last time out on soft ground at Chester, race fell apart, time okay, but form shit. Uh, the for me, I don't know how they put uh Distinguous Lady in at seven to one. Like seven to one was the price they put her in on Thursday and obviously that got lapped up. Five to two, eleven to four. Do I really want that? Not 
particularly. I like her. She went through the race very well. She got kind of broadsided by one horse on the wrong part of the track. Um, is she overpriced at that? No, not for me. Parfire, I didn't particularly like. Primrose Ridge, drawn nine. I don't mind the kilt horse fragrance. To be honest, at eight to one, I felt she showed enough battling qualities at Caderick. Time looked fine. Form got let down at Nottingham, but I thought that was a strong race. The paddock looked all right there. I, I didn't like the favourite fragrance. I will likely have a bet on at eight to one. Okay, uh, have you lads read the trainer comments for this race? Uh, I'm, I'm just sort of reading them. Right, I'll tell you what, right? If, if you want a laugh, and if your listeners want a laugh, Read the trainer comments and number two, Breath Catcher, from Brian Ellison. Because this is one of the best excuses I've ever read in my She got spooked by some cows that came over at the start last time. But it's nothing to worry about. The Beverly Cows. Have you not seen the Beverly Cows? They're all over the place. Um, the ground was a bit softer that day. She wants it better. Um, I mean, he's blamed the cows, John. Well, he's 66 to 1, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I think Ryan should be going in hard and heavy there. If, you know, if he can keep the cows off her back. The thing know. is, if he's blamed the cows, why is he coming back to the cows? Well, maybe think she's used to the cows now. Yeah, it's a good one from Ellison, is that? Yeah. Good old Brian. Great trainer, though. Trained me a lot of winners, as Brian. Love him. Love him to bit. <laughs> He's losing it. Anyway, 240 Beverly. I've tipped in this as well. I seem to have tipped in everything. <laughs> yeah, so go on. This, this one, prepare you. Go on. All right, I think we're going to go a bit mentally. Uh, <laughs> on the front end, because Percy's lad likes to be up there. Yeah. And Will Gewick's not used to Beverly, so I can see him going to stride too fast and get, getting yards off its head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wob, wob, wob. Adrian Caitlin knows what's required around Beverly. He'll be sending that one forward. I think the interesting one here is for El Misery Guts, to be honest. Um, this thing has a phenomenal record running within a week, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been a bit of money for this, and I'm not surprised because it got a fairly quiet sort of ride last time. And I think it could have done a lot better. There's no thick day of tomorrow. We've got uh, Duran Duran up. Ground? Ground? Yeah, I think we'll be fair. Um, really? Yeah, I think we'll be all right. She'll have put plenty on for this after the Ferrago last week. So I, I, I think this is really, very really interesting here. Especially given the record of uh, runs within a week. That's, that's quite significant with this house. I, I get the impression it's one of these that doesn't do a tap at home and needs a blast very close to a race. It sounds like I need a rope tomorrow, where you three, you two's <laughs> gone about mine. It's disgraceful. Eh? Quentin, he, he's, he's tip happy, Tim. What, what are you going to tip in this? Uh, Percy's lad, I didn't like. He had the hot rail at Yarmouth. Uh, yes. on a day where like he was boiling hot that rail it was hotter yes. than fucking made on on the Dubai World Cup night um, then it had a solo at Nottingham it's up to 96 it's got a decent bit of back form but short enough round Beverly as well it's absolutely no chance of getting a solo tomorrow you've got Wobba Wobba by the Gambler Rising Star 
the one that caught my eye, um, I think the cheap pieces are back on. Yeah, pieces are back on for O'Meara from one. I hope Jason Watson just takes a sip. 14 to one appeals on Aaron Moore. Um, ends up three deep round here. Faded, shaped like needing the run. Um, yeah, 14 to one looks big, given he's drawn one. Should get a nice slot on the on the rail. Um I thought he was overpriced. I, I came close to putting him up as my one point, but well, uh, given yeah, doubts yeah, well, about some others, you're both wrong. But anyway, uh, but I mean, <laughs> but, but I mean, seriously, the Quentin makes a good case there. Hugo Gregory beat Aaron Moore um, over this course and distance in September. Um, they're more or less off, off the same terms. It's not even worth mentioning a pound. But um, but it's interesting that Aaron Moore's 14s and and Hugo's getting well backed. You uh, sorry, Aaron Moore's got the uh, the plum draw in one as well. So yeah, you make a fair point there, Quentin. Um, but but you're both going to be wrong anyway because uh, my filly's going to sort you out. Right, we've gone to the three fifteen. Used to be the Brian Yeardley. Um, I know what happened to Brian. Where has Brian gone? He's just been wiped from history now, hasn't he? But he well, it, it was the Brian Yeardley Memorial, wasn't it? The brand yearly two two year old trophy. Yeah. And now Denise has stepped in and erased Brian's memory, the bitch. Brian Brian Yeardley. <laughs> um he, he sounds like he must be some kind of Tory party donor to get striped off the uh the 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 race top. Maybe the friend of Prince Andrew when we lost the joke yeah, <laughs> didn't we? So. Yeah, it was a, what was it? The Duke of York, eighteen ninety-five. Yeah, the original Duke of York, rather yeah. current disgrace. Yeah. Anyway, Quentin's out of tipping in this one because he, he he's 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 told us about Shatter, and th- I, I said I'd discuss a little bit because um, I thought that was carrying quite a bit of condition at, at Salisbury. I, I only got a look at it look of it behind the stalls, but the, you get a good camera view at Salisbury because they, 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 they zoom right in of them walking around the stalls. And I thought he was he was certainly slack. Um so I could imagine Chateau improving a ton for that. And and he, he got mullered out of the stalls. That was disgraceful. I mean I mean that's a red card. If that was football uh, the the instigator on the inside, the grey horse, that would have got a red card for that. It was disgraceful. Um, so so Chateau, shit with a lot of promise. So so I kind of kind of warm to Quentin's selection there. Um, he's right though. Whistling flukes the right deserved favourite. I like the Riddler in terms of progression. I think I think physically he's all there, and I agree also what Quentin said about. Uh, coming away from Ripon, I don't think Ripon was necessarily ever going to be his best track. Um, so I thought the Riddler would carry on improving this season. I don't think he's going to be quite good enough though from stall eight. Um, that's that's the that's the thing with the Riddler. So I probably agree with Quentin myself, John, on on Chateau because he, he's a nice physical sort. It is. It's not a bad stamp of loss. I, mm. I, I did make this between Chateau and Whistling's Cloak to be honest. Yeah. I was just checking Brian's comments on this one. <laughs> the cows. To see if this one was great by cows. No. The, the interesting thing about this, he says the trip and track are fine for him. And it's never run at Beverly before, so I don't know how we know, unless it's had a race car scallop. But, um, you know, 16 to 1. Good luck, Brian. It's a strange thing, this Brian comment, because I know, I know at Brian's stables, he keeps pigs. You know, big ones, the, the yeah. pet pigs. They've got they've got a massive one. 
Uh, and and it's like it's huge, honestly. Is he using his music out? It, it literally is getting there. It's it's, it's enormous. This black and white, it's, it's it's huge. If if you if you if you took that abattoir, you'd be you'd be poof, you know, you'd be feeding people for a month. I wouldn't be taking anything to an abattoir. It's up with the thirty-five quid now. To get so, well, see, you'd have to you'd have to go back in time, John, and uh, and you know it yourself. <laughs> Uncle Rural Gourmet style. Damn right. Yeah. Um, the pig. Yes, yes. No, no, no pig has ever left Szechuan alive, uh, says Uncle Rural Gourmet. Anyway. The rabbit. Yeah. So that summed up uh, the, the three Beverly races. I've been binned off this show, binned off by the other two pundits. A disgrace, really. Let, let's, hope, let's hope I get a treble up and watch the... Faces on Saturday. These these pair disgraceful. Three forty five Chester um, is the seven and a half furlongs handicap. Boardman uh, goes to first as five to two jolly. Uh, only gone up a small amount really for, for for winning quite quite snugly last time. I felt um, at Thirsk could Boardman do it again? Is there a cutaway tomorrow? <sighs> that, do, do you know what? I mean, imagine asking them questions on Twitter. <laughs> You'd have you'd have to you'd have to like email Clark at course email BHA email, and you'd be lucky if you got an answer by after I think, racing. I think that's the key. Whether you want to take the five to two or not, because you know he's not going to make the run. Thick is going to drop him in like he always does. He's going to find trouble like he always does. And do you want five to two in no cutaway? Because if there's no cutaway, he's going to have to jump over some, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's probably worth finding out or trying to find out. But... So it says in, inside rail moved out all the way round onto fresh ground. So if it's moved, if they moved the rail out, I'm guessing there's a cutaway. Hmm. Mm. Well, unless, it... yeah. If it's all the way around, it could go right to the winning post, couldn't it? Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like it you said, it, it. Yeah. it would concern me. A great deal if there's no cutaway because it's it, it leaves thick day with one option out the tail box, doesn't it? And if you can't go right, it's good night, Brianna. So for John, he's 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 watching the first race, he wants to know if the cutaway is there. He's watching for the at the races previews in the morning. Is John he's gonna be sharp because he's like that. He'll 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 get onto his book and he'll smash it in. That's what he does. You won't get a price after John's been in. Um Quentin. Uh, Boardman value for more obviously when winning that form looks fine uh, Northern Express didn't win next time out but was was unlucky in the run uh, I thought the interesting one was oh this is us uh, solid course form two from two over course and distance I think it didn't shape well last time out but behind Boardman shaped like his, his time would be near uh, gets a win every, gets a win on the book every every season looks fair from stall three at 13 to two six to one um, yeah, I thought that was fair. Nothing more than that. I, w- I wouldn't have him massively short, or maybe a, maybe a point or so. But um, I think the cutaway. If if there isn't a cutaway, then like then it appeals a bit more because you push Baldwin out, etc. Yeah. Um, wasn't a race I was bouncing over. No, me neither. Um, it's one of those. I thought, like I think Baldwin wins as long as he gets the run of the race. But that's that. The top ones are interesting in a run of a cars that we. We may discuss at length on 
Oh yeah, uh, the, the, oh, of course, yes. That that reminds us because we, we're finishing the show now. Yeah, that's the last race. But we have got on Sunday uh, Stuart Williams, trainer, on the show yeah, on yeah. the sermon. There's uh, me, John, uh, Chris, Law Malvo, and Stuart Williams, uh, basically talking complete rubbish and 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 about racing and and slagging everyone off. Well, Stuart probably won't because he's got a career to think about. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, it's quite quite an interesting thing, really. Isn't it? You know, you, you've got a trader on the show that wants to come on, like Gay Kellaway, fan of the show, and it's like you know they can't they can't go that extra length like we can because you know they, they just can't, can they? No, we'll just take this opportunity to disassociate Mr. Williams from any crass art. <laughs> well, like this year, there might be plenty of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. So I hope you enjoyed all, all that. Uh, we've we've gone through the races. I'm in the bin this weekend. That's the predictions of Quentin Franks and John Ling. I am in the bin with no points. What do you think? We'll find out. Bye for now. <laughs>